everyone. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope you're having an absolutely beautiful day, uh, having to, you know, deal with technical difficulties. Already got a ghost in the machine, so I'm just going to go live, and then I'll rename this on YouTube later. So... Uh, anyway, if you're going to be watching on YouTube, I will be live on YouTube in just a second. So uh, if you've never joined the podcast before, each day on the podcast we discuss faith, spirituality, and the paranormal realms with an open heart and an open mind. So with that said, you're welcome here as long as you're going to be nice. Be a good human. That's, you know, what a novel idea. What's up, Gretchen? How are you doing? David, thanks for being here. appreciate you guys. Today I'm going to be talking about the flood myth and... Uh, some pretty interesting data that I've come across and just some thoughts I've been having about it that I think really tie things together um, in a very, very unique way. So um, this is going to look at all of these different mythologies, flood myths, everything from the Sumerian, Babylonian, uh, the Mesopotamian, the Hebrew, um, the extra biblical text, the biblical text. Um, we're just going to kind of discuss what it all means together. And you're going to decide what you think it means. Um, I'm not here to tell you what is what. I'm just here to tell you what I think. Um, and then ultimately you make your own decision. So I'm not here to dogmatically tell anyone anything. So uh, Trina says, hello, Cub. Nice to finally catch you live. Thank you, Trini Trina, for being here. I appreciate you. Ricky, welcome. Amber, thank you for being here, my friend. I hope you're doing well. Got some of our tribe members joining here. Uh, Huberto, welcome. Shelly, welcome. Awesome. We've got a good crew on today. So, um, and no user, uh, 10. I have no idea why there is a, uh, no number zero in Kabbalah. Um, I'm definitely not a Kabbalah expert whatsoever. Um, in fact, I know very little about it, just to be really honest with you. Um, I've, I've gone through some of the Kabbalah on, uh, the hermetic philosophies and stuff, but as far as like more the modern traditional Kabbalah, I have no idea. That's more of a Hollywood thing than than I've really gotten into, and and I don't mean that rudely. It's just that's kind of what's popular now. Scientology was very popular, you know, 15 years ago in Hollywood, and now Kabbalah is like the thing. So. Um, I don't know. I really just go where my heart is and my heart is in things like, you know, Enoch. Um, it's in things like the Enuma Elish, the Sumerian mythologies. So that type of thing is where I'm excited about. So, uh, yeah, awesome. Tort, uh, dream says the younger Dryas. Yeah, absolutely. So that's actually the official name for this flood event. It's called the Younger Dryas, um, and I literally learned that this week, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I learned it from Ancient Apocalypse with Graham Hancock. Uh, not a very popular name to mention online. He's gotten a lot of heat for his non-traditional archaeological views, um, but, you know, we're non-traditional here. We don't care, so... Um, but I do want to get into talking about this. So in almost every culture across the globe, there is a flood myth or a tale of a great deluge that covered the entire planet. Regardless of the evidence of this, either to the contrary or to corroborate this myth, there is still a hidden truth behind these tales that we need to discuss. 
Um, so that's why I want to talk about this today, not to debate, oh, it did happen. It didn't happen. It happened in this time period. I really could give a, a flip when it happened or, or whatever. And I'm more interested in why it happened. Um, I'm more interested in how this ties into our understanding of the gods. Uh, Graham doesn't really get into like the talking about the gods and how they might have actually had something to do with this. He's not really an ancient astronaut theorist from what I could tell from the show, um, which is not a bad thing. I think, you know, he, he focused on the point of that show and that was really, really good. Um, and I think he did a great job of like not discrediting himself, um, because it almost discredits you when you throw down on the uh, ancient astronaut theory. Um, I'm not afraid of it because I'm not a scholar. Nobody can discredit me because, you know, I'm just a guy with a bunch of iPhones, right? So uh, there's no, you know, I, nobody's going to discredit what I'm doing here. Um, I am just a woo-woo YouTuber, TikToker, uh, Facebooker, whatever you want to call me. So, uh, but with that said, I think he did a great job on that show. You know, just focusing on the data, focusing on the timelines that he knew from his archaeological finds. And um, I thought it was really, really nice. So um, Gretchen said he poked the bear and has won. Yeah, I think he did. I think that, um, you know, that Netflix documentary revealed a lot of the um, issues with that community and how people are treated uh, within the academia space, which is why I never went into that space. I've studying under mentors my whole life and I will continue to I don't want or need any official accreditation for anything that I do um, that's just because I'm a rebel though like I hang out here um, and do this and you guys support what I do most people can't do that and that's why a lot of people go the academic route and I have no issue with that but it just was not the thing for me so Eric Von Daniken chariots of the gods yeah absolutely Right now, I'm reading The Lost Book of Anki um, by Zachariah Ascension, uh, which is fantastic. Fantastic. So, um, Kirk says, you're a prophet of the current times truth. Thank you so much, Kirk. I appreciate you, my friend. That is very, very kind of you. Uh, Miss Chris, Missy, what is up? How are you? Uh, hi, my happy heretics. I love it. LOL. Love you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, my friend. Uh, Tortoisean says, Sitchin is bitchin'. That's right. I love it. I got to say that on the air just because that's fantastic. So, uh, so the book of Enoch, as we're reading through it, it really paints one particular picture of this and states that the call for the flood was due to the sins of the watchers, quote unquote. So, as we're reading through the book of Enoch, you know, we see that the watchers came down. They're like, uh, oh, we're going to take our own wives. We'll create our own tribes and our own families and everything. And then there is one of the lords, um, you know, which is called the Most High in Enoch. But upon further inspection, it does not make sense that he's actually the spirit and truth of God, but rather a, you know, human type lord or God with a lot of technology and knows how to get people to worship him. So. I'm not saying that to offend anyone. I'm just literally saying that because that's what I see. Um, and then you have other ascended masters, you know, specifically like Jesus, talking about a God in spirit and in truth, which as we understand it today in more of the modern science terms, we understand that that is more of the quantum. So uh, more of the quantum. So 
Uh, yeah, and I'm sure there's inaccuracies in Sitchin's work. Um, and you know, one of the things I like about what he says is uh, that these are the stories he's come up with in his head. And that's what I really want you guys to understand what I do here, okay? I'm not here to read you verbatim all of this stuff and say this is true. I'm literally creating a story around this. Um, I'm literally creating a story around this. So for myself to understand the nature of humanity, where we came from, you have to read these mythologies, fill in the blanks and, and construct a narrative in your head. They've got a narrative for you. The church has one, the world has one, history has one. You have to reconstruct your own narrative of who these gods were, what the origin of man was. Now that may sound um, pretty out there, but I'm telling you, if you get enough data, you can put the pieces together and go, okay, well, I don't have all these puzzle pieces, but boy, I think I can see the picture. Like that, that's what I'm talking about. So whether it's Sitchin or Eric Von Daniken or anyone like that, um, and I don't want to speak for them, but I would, I would be willing to bet, even with all of their scholarly knowledge, um, you know, they're, they're telling a story. They're telling the, the filling in the story the way they see it. And um, I really like that. And that's, that's what we have to do, too. So I really encourage you, rather than looking for indiscrepancies in people's work or that doesn't fit or that whatever, you know, fill in the blank for yourself. Like, go get the data for yourself. You literally have the Internet now. Every one of these texts is available online. You don't have to be a wizard to go find them. Um, you don't have to go visit the Vatican vaults to find them or anything. There is literally enough out there for the discerning individual who has an open heart, open mind, and has begun their Ascension Protocol process um, to understand all of this and figure out where where we are in all of this. So, um, And Joey says, do not add or subtract from the word. I am not. By the way, the word is not the Bible. And I will say that till the day I die. The word is not the Bible. 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 Um, and I mean that in all love and respect to everyone who is religious out there. Um, you have literally been lied to. King James wanted you to call that the word of God because he had a lot of people that hated him. And uh, that's when it began to be perpetuated. And it's been perpetuated for uh, centuries after that. And now here we are, every church you go to, a good Bible-believing church. And they say, this is the word of God. And they're just absolutely ignorant of what that even means. So I'm, I'm being really honest and really nice about that today. Um, when you know, you know. Uh, when you realize that, hey, this is... Um, this is constructed to make me believe a certain narrative. That's when it all comes unlocked. Literally, one of my friends today dropped a video where in Second Peter, if you actually look at the original words used, um, it's calling Jesus the day star, but he's not the day star. He's the bright and morning star. The bright and morning star translated directly to Latin there. The word is phosphorus. Uh, phos in Greek means light. Phosphorus means light bringer, which means literally in Latin, Lucifer. Lucifer. And I've said over and over, I did a whole episode with Corinna Potic, uh coming up on Quest for Truth that'll be out in June, um, talking about how Jesus is Lucifer. I didn't have that piece of data at the time. I've been, you know, researching this and 
Um, because it's not just research, guys. I got a dog hair in my eye here. Uh, this is understanding, and you need to get understanding. You need to get under this data and really understand it, hold the weight of it, and try um, try to get it, like try to internalize it and understand it. Um, so that's what I'm talking about is like, um, you know, there's a lot of clues in there. And you just literally lose it when you read things like the King James Version because there was a narrative. And go look up the Council of Nicaea and literally what was being argued. Are we going to perpetuate the spirituality of it or are we going to perpetuate the dogma of it? And I don't even mean that as a negative thing at the time. They were literally trying to figure out how to feed this doctrine to people. Um, and unfortunately, what we ended up with is kind of the cut and dry version Jesus is this, God is this, we're going to combine all of this. And, and you have no idea when you read the book of Genesis that it's combining dozens of mythologies from prior cultures, assuming that that is the most high God. Yeah, you're damn right I'm a heretic, by the way. Uh, that's why Missy said, welcome my fellow heretics. I mean, that's like we're the most heretical channel on the internet. And I will continue to be that way. That's not like just a choice. It's because that's what I see. It's because it's the truth. And I'm bringing that um, in a very authentic way that you can literally go look up. You can start to understand um, what is actually going on here. So Paige says, wearing the badge of heretic with honor over here. LOL. Awesome. I'm literally going to make uh, t-shirts that say something like that for you guys. Um, cause I want to wear one too. Like I want to, I want to rep that. Um, John says, you go girl. Absolutely. So, um, with that said, you know, again, hard, hard truths to come to, but that's what I'm challenging everyone with today. If you think that my podcast is just some goofy, uh, you know, special on a streaming network to show you a bunch of, oh, what if this? No, I'm like literally going through this, giving you the data you need to get the truth or get a heck of a lot closer to the truth than what you've been told. So Stephen says, I'd buy that shirt. Awesome, Stephen. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'll be looking into that. I'm working on a new t-shirt design series. So um, I'll probably be putting some cool stuff like that together. So thank you guys for the support. Uh, real quick, before I jump in and read the book of Enoch, please consider joining our patron tribe. It is on my website at www.cubkuker.com. Uh, you can join the tribe over there right now for a very limited time for only nine bucks a month. Nobody is doing what we're doing for nine bucks a month, guys. Um, we have live calls every single Saturday. We have an on-demand, all-online, on-the-go platform that is built off of social media, easy to use, private, awesome way to interact with the community. We have continual chats going on, weekly challenges, and literal virtual live Zoom-style call meetups every single Saturday. If you can't join them, the recording is there, and I answer every comment through there. Um, I do a ton of behind-the-scenes content that goes deeper into what we're learning. We actually get into the spiritual practice within that group. Um, it's not a weird cult or anything. It's just a bunch of good people who love each other, who want to help each other. We've got uh, all kinds of stuff within our community where we help each other out. Uh, so please consider joining that if you're looking for a tribe of people 
that are really open-minded. If you have watched my podcast for any amount of time, whether it's a week, a couple of days, months, please consider joining that because you get a whole nother level of flavor that you don't get here. You really get to see how the community is and really get uh, get fed with the community. So it's not just me. You're not like just paying for behind the scenes with me. Uh, this really is a Patreon membership to support what we're doing so this community can continue to grow, continue to bring this message to the world. So. Uh, very, very important to me and a lot of people in here. We've got a bunch of people. What's up, Melissa? How are you doing? Merle, how are you, brother? Really, really happy to see you, my friend. Uh, Church the Prince joined. Uh, Shelly says we have an awesome group of individuals. Yes, Shelly's in our tribe. Melissa's in our tribe. Adam Shaw's in our tribe. Missy's in our tribe. Uh, who else do we have on here? I saw a couple more earlier. Uh, so guys, we have like an incredible tribe of people. When I say we actually have a great group going, I'm not... This is not like five people. We have literally like almost 150 members now over there. Uh, we've moved about 50 of them over to the new platform and more of them are moving over every day. Uh, we originally started on a Facebook group, but I built a brand new hub for everybody and it's fantastic. So please consider uh, supporting what we're doing. I'm really trying to give you guys something different than what other creators are giving you. So thank you guys. I love you. I appreciate you cubcooker.com nine bucks a month right now so um i want to talk about zia sudra real quick you've may maybe you've never heard this term before zia sudra comes from mesopotamian mythology zia sudra is the mesopotamian uh counterpart to the biblical noah as a survivor of the god sent flood little g god sent flood when the gods had decided to destroy humanity with the flood, the god Anki, or the Akkadian god Ea, Ea um, who did not agree with this decree, revealed it to Ziasudra, a man well known for his humility and obedience. Ziasudra did as Anki commanded him and built a huge boat. Um, and this boat was like saucer shaped, by the way, from what I've heard and read about it. Uh, there's even like a weird thought that maybe it wasn't actually a flotation boat, but more of an arc to take genetic material off the planet, an actual craft, uh, like a spacecraft or an aeronautical craft. So um, again, ancient astronaut theory creeping in here, but I'm a proud ancient astronaut theorist. So uh, Zia Sudra did as Enki commanded him and built the huge boat in which he successfully rode out the flood. Afterwards, he prostrated himself before gods Anu and Enlil or Bel. Now remember this Bel ties into a book that's not in the Bible called Bel and the Dragon. And we're going to read through that as well. Um, all of this is tied together. Literally Bel and the Dragon is in some of the Catholic Bibles. Uh, that's how I know about it. My wife is Catholic. so you. But we don't know that here. Um, because it's been stripped out completely. So, And as a reward for living a godly life, Zia Sudra was given immortality. So that ties in with and corroborates the book of Enoch, where Enoch walked with God and was no more. He was literally transfigured, taken up into the heavens, given a glorified body. He never tasted death, and he entered into an immortal um, body and immortal beingness. Okay. Now I don't believe for a second 
that this is just talking about spiritual ascension where his body stayed here and his light body took off. I literally think that these extraterrestrial gods have uh, the ability to give a glorified body as you see about in Revelation to literally allow your consciousness, your individualized consciousness to stay connected to the collective consciousness but continue to live forever in basically an upgradable um, electrochemical, biologic, technological um, you know, a biotech body, right? Um, so it's really, really um, an interesting theory there. So, um, da, 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 da. somebody said my dad was Catholic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my dad was Catholic too. So um, once I learned about the Anunnaki, the Bible had a whole new meaning. Now, Winter, fantastic comment there. Um, I want to really call that comment out because that's a great comment. That's an honest comment. That's somebody who's like, hey, I've th this changed everything. And it really does, guys. This is not a, uh, it changes everything to uh, try to shake you and scare you, but like to really rethink what is our view of God? What is our view of the gods and of the heavens um, and that type of thing? And so for me, as I learned about the Anunnaki, uh, for me, it was actually the Book of Enoch back uh, when I was of college age, realizing that, hey, there's a whole lot more that fills in the Bible here. Now that I have read the Enuma Elish, that I understand the Anunnaki mythologies, even the Epic of Gilgamesh, these things that we've had around for a while, but it's just like people are waking up now and plugging in the correct uh, answers to try to understand this as a whole. And that's really what I want you guys to do. Um, so as we get into this, this is going to be chapter 9. It says, And then Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel looked down from heaven and saw much blood being shed upon the earth, uh, and all lawlessness was being wrought upon the earth. And they said to one another, The earth made without inhabitants cries the voice of their crying up to the gates of heaven. And now to you, the holy ones of heaven. Now, holy ones of heaven right there. These types of terms are thrown around all the time. We have sons of heaven. Now we have holy ones of heaven. The Anunnaki are those from heaven to earth who came. Literally, this is talking about otherworldly extraterrestrial beings. Okay, so these are these are not like just spirits that it's talking about. These are actual physical entities. Now we know if you are into extraterrestrial lore and culture, you understand that there's all kinds of different races of ETs including the greys, you have reptilians, you have the archurians, you have the uh, palladians, you have like, I mean, there's just so many different races. Like we think that there's a lot of races on our planet. Uh, there's like millions of them out there. And so we have within our more local area in our solar system here, there's certain cultures that have inhabited from other solar systems um, according to the, uh, again, the lore, I'll call it lore, uh, because, you know, I can't prove it, but we know that people have channeled these things. People have them in psychic visions or psychedelic visions. Um, we've heard them written about all through history. And then there's a lot of eyewitness testimony of people that have literally been taken up by these things in a very Enochian or Noah type manner. So, um, so right now you have Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel, which are these archangels, right? Now, archangels, too, like rethink what we think of those being. They're not just like spectrums in the light, uh, though I think they can communicate through that. 
Um, that's why some people can see the arc of the angels through the light. But I think literally they're physical extraterrestrial entities who are highly evolved. Uh, these are also highly ascended. They understand the workings of the cosmos and the energy of the source of God, the uh, wind that is present in the Divine Mother, and then the ancient Om vibration that is the Word of God. And as I said earlier, the Word of God is not the Bible. It is the ancient Om. It is when, when it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's talking about the vibration that holds everything together. It's literally the manifestation of the source energy, the wind, the movement of the particles, uh, to actually manifest and hold together in vibration in the ancient Om, any type of physical matter, anything you want to manifest, anything you want to experience. Um, and then as you get into the higher realms of ET technology, you see that they can use the ancient Om technology uh, to create things, to destroy things. Literally the walls of Jericho with the Ark of the Covenant, they blew the trumpets. Um, you had a resonance device that was taking that ancient Om and blasting that sound back to literally use sonic technology to take those walls down so it's all there by the way it's it's all there so uh uranata book um i have not read that i've heard that uh somehow connects jesus and michael together as one it's difficult to understand yeah tyler um i have yeah i've heard that a lot i need to read that there's so much to read guys i Again, I try to focus on my little niche here, and not that there's not more out there, but uh, the more I hear stuff like that, the more I'm like, all right, the universe is telling me to go read that. So I'm gonna put that on my list, Tyler, thank you. Uh, I've heard several people mention that, so. Um, let's see, Winter said, I read Marduk was Jesus. So actually the Jesus character, like the early archetypal Jesus character is Anki. Uh, Marduk comes later. Uh, Marduk was not necessarily a nice guy. Um, he actually did some of the things. I think he was involved in knocking the Tower of Babel down. So like when we have the biblical or the Old Testament God, we see that like uh, that God, which is named Yahweh, uh, sent the flood, uh, kind of rolled up his creation there, um, and that he also knocked down the Tower of Babel. But in the Anunnaki, there's different characters. So, um, and, and I do say character because they are characters. I'm a character and you're a character. We're literally all playing our parts. Think about Shakespeare. Shakespeare, who wasn't even like uh, real, was a character, but he's very real to us. Um, I'm real to me. You're real to you. You're playing a character and projecting that out into time and space through your biological body. So when I say these characters... Anki was a character. If he was real, he was a character. If he's mythological, he's a character. So um, you need to understand the words before you judge and say, no, 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 they're not characters. They are characters. Literally, we are in the human drama. This is like everything you experience in life is literally building a story. Uh, great, great comment. I'm going to I'm gonna grab your comment. Uh, your name is, is Hart there. So uh, maybe I should change my character. You guys are getting what I'm doing with this channel here. This is not just to explore a bunch of woo-woo uh, aliens and stuff like that and ancient mythologies. I love doing that, but the whole point of this, guys, is to help us all ascend together, okay? Um, change your character. That's exactly right. We actually spent within our tribe this weekend 
making our spirit animal characters. I actually made the artwork for people. Um, we are, the challenge actually starts today. It'll be posted this afternoon in our group um, where we're gonna go through. We name our characters, we give them their superpowers, we give them um, all the things that they need to help us as uh, these little avatars of the Holy Spirit around us. And it's a really, really cool exercise we're doing. Um, and so if you're not a part of that, you're not on the new platform with us, please message me, get into that. If you're brand new and you haven't joined that, go grab it now and jump on that challenge. Uh, it's gonna be incredible. And these are little characters that literally characters you're gonna take with you the rest of your life. Um, and anytime you go through anything good, bad, or ugly, your character is there as a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's called a tulpa or a totem in the Native American. And it's a beautiful, beautiful tradition. We get to do that with our community and I'm very, very excited for that. So. Um, so with this, um, now we have, it says the souls of men, uh, made their suit saying, bring our cause before the most high. And they said to the Lord of ages, Lord of Lords, God of gods, King of Kings and God of the ages, the throne of thy glory standeth unto all generations of the ages and thy name, holy and glorious and blessed unto all the ages. Thou hast made all things and power over all things hast thou and all things are naked and open in thy sight. And thou seest all things and nothing can hide itself from thee. Now, this is interesting because now we're talking about Lord of Lords, God of Gods, King of Kings. Um, if you're an archaic people and you see somebody that can just literally level the playing field and knock mountains down with their weaponry, uh, bring people blessings. They can literally ascend up into the stars. They're literally doing stuff that you can't do. Um, and if they tell you, I am the God of God and the Lord of Lords, you're going to agree with that. So I am not saying this is not talking about the God of God and the Lord of Lords, but I want to plant a seed in your head of doubt. Yes, I want to plant a little bit of doubt in your head to question, to always question, like, is this really talking about like God most high? Is it really talking about uh, Lord of Lords, is it really talking about like Jesus or what is this actually talking about? Because even Jesus himself talks about, hey, who you're worshiping as the most high is actually Satan. Like he literally revealed that to them. And he said, God is in spirit and in truth and you must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, then we get these ancient mythologies and we hear about them actually talking with the Lord of Lords or the God of Gods. Um, so now is that maybe because the angels are actually the intermediary because they can actually go to source a lot more purely and a lot more easily than like a human can down in our vibration? I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm not here to tell you I know, but I'm here to tell you that I'm one of the few people that you will find online that is absolutely in a kind and loving and authentic manner exploring these things for the masses to try and help us understand, to try and help us ascend. I talk about something called Ascension Protocol, okay? I'm obsessed with spiritual technology. Ascension Protocol is when you begin to awaken, you begin to actually practice spirituality. You find your unique place um, within the spirit realm, within uh, your own spiritual gifts, and you begin to practice into that and get better at it. You become a self-initiate in that. 
you agree to give up anything that keeps you from that. I have literally been through that in the last several years. I've literally contacted my spiritual gifts. I'm literally doing what I'm supposed to do. You guys literally support me doing this and I'm able to make a living doing it. I am not rich by any means, okay? Um, and I have no issue building a group to help people and charging a nominal fee to help people, to connect people, to pay for the platform that's expensive, to make sure that I can afford groceries and afford uh, my house to live in and the studio and the internet bills. I mean, literally right now, I am spending everything I make every month. So this is not like a get rich quick scheme here. A lot of you guys think that, oh, these YouTubers and stuff, they get paid all the, guys, we don't. Like we're literally, uh, I'm doing this because I love you, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because I know this is my life's work and I'm committed to doing it. And there's the truth train. That means it's about time to wrap this up. So I'm going to finish this and then we're going to read chapter 10 this afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So as this continues, um, it says, um, Thou hast made all things and the power over all things hast thou. And all things are naked and open in thy sight. Thou seest all things and nothing can hide itself from thee. Thou seest what Azazel hath done. And who hath taught all unrighteousness on the earth and revealed the eternal secrets which were preserved in heaven, which men were striving to learn. And Semjaza, to whom thou hast given authority to bear rule over his associates, and they have gone to the daughters of men upon the earth and have slept with the women and have defiled themselves and revealed to them all kinds of sins. And the women have borne giants. And I remember we talked about these are not just literal giants in this mythology. In other mythologies, they're the men of renown. We even see that in the biblical canon. They're like the heroes, like Hercules, the demigods. Um, now there is, as I shared yesterday, there's some you know, cause to believe that uh, maybe some of this didn't go very well. And they actually, through this like chimeric research where they manipulated and created humans from a hominid on the planet, we ended up with things like the Yeti, like um, the Bigfoot or Sasquatch lore, which are always accompanied, you know, it seems like by UFO technology. So really interesting stuff there. But uh, so basically they're saying like, hey, you've revealed these secrets and now... Uh, everything has gone haywire. Now, understand, if you're watching a movie <clears throat> and the bad guy's talking and it's like, and they have taught them our secrets and then uh, they are sinning by doing that and we will destroy them now. Like, that's from the bad guy's point of view, right? The antagonist point of view in the story. Stories are important, guys. I tell stories here. You have to understand the story, too. And it's not always one-sided, Okay. So from this point of view, humanity's sinning, things have gone haywire, but we also know from other mythologies things were going haywire before that because all it was was absolute blind control, slave labor working under the gods' authority, mining gold and silver and resources for them, literally offering sacrifices. Um, and so essentially I see that, you know, one side of this coin is this God or this Lord is going, things are 
things are out of whack and uh, we've got to fix it. We're going to have to wrap it up, you know, because these other gods, they went down and they screwed everything up. Now they're not doing what we told them to. And now they're sinning because it's a sin if a human practices magic and understands that they actually have the God source in them. So um, anyway, that's just how I see it. You guys may see it a different way, but. Um, and now behold, the souls of those who have died are crying and making their suit to the gates of heaven and the lamentations have ascended and cannot cease because of the lawless deeds, which are wrought on the earth. And thou knowest all things before they come to pass and thou seest all things and thou dost suffer them. And thou dost say to us, what are we to do them in regard to these? Basically what? How do we punish them? Got to punish the angels, got to punish the humans, right? That's what's happening right now. Now, just because this text says that the souls of humans cried up to the gates does not actually mean that. Again, this is a mythology. And if this is an oral tradition being passed down, of course, you're going to go, oh, and our ancestors, they cried out from the ground to their most high God, to the, the God that had made them and they needed the help. And then, and so that's a part of the mythology. None of this can we take literal 100%. None of this can we understand uh, just by reading it and saying, this is what happened. We need to understand the story, the characters, the archetypes. And ultimately, all of this, all of this, as I've been saying from the beginning, is literally happening within us. It's literally our story. And it's a beautiful thing when we view it that way and we open ourselves up to it. Um, and I'm going to share more about that this afternoon. We're going to get into chapter 10 this afternoon. We're going to see what this Lord does. Um, we're going to see how he handles this. And we're going to look more at this flood myth um, and how it ties to, again, other mythologies and why it's important to understand that. And ultimately what that means for your Ascension Protocol and for my Ascension Protocol. So please, please, please consider joining the tribe You'll get a whole lot more out of my live streams if you're part of the tribe. Um, I'm going to post in there this afternoon. We have the challenge coming up this week. We have one every week. Just don't miss out on this. Um, and I'm very, very sorry, Susie. I'm very sorry to hear that. Prayers for you, my friend. Um, I, I, That's something I talked about the other day is there's a really big spirit of that right now. We've lost people in our family. Uh, to the same thing, people choosing uh, to get off the ride rather than to continue. And I am very sorry to hear that. So you guys stay strong, okay? My channel's here to empower you, to lift you up. This is not just to entertain people. This is, I'm doing the work spiritually here, okay? Doesn't mean I'm a great guy. It just means that I said, yes, I'm willing to take the heat from everybody um, because there's people that need healing, need love, need help, and need to know they're not alone. That's why we have our community. That's why I'm here twice a day, guys. By the way, I pumped out on YouTube yesterday. I put on, I put 52 videos on YouTube yesterday. 52. Who else is doing that, guys? Who else is doing that? Somebody wants to hate on me and troll on me. I'm going to give them a full-time job. Enemy wants to attack me. I'm going to give him a full-time job. Satan wants to come in and stir up the energy around me. I'm going to give him a full-time job. 
two freaking videos yesterday, guys. On TikTok, I dumped, let's see how many videos there was, four, over 15 minutes of videos on TikTok. I did, um, on Facebook, we did over three hours of content on Facebook yesterday. Two hours of audio content on um, Spotify and Apple. I'm not playing around, guys. Not playing around, okay? You guys found this channel for a reason if you're new here. Don't miss out. Save the channel. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Everything's at cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can click the link in my bio, my profile in the description. Click on my profile picture. Wherever you can get to my info, you can click on that. I only have one website, and it's my name, cubcooker.com. Okay, my nickname is cubcooker.com. That's where everything is. You can see all the social media icons right there at the top and follow me wherever you want. You can join the tribe there. Super easy. There's one pipeline there. I don't have a million options for you. We have our tribe. You can upgrade to warrior status within the pipeline. Those are the two options you have. You can be a basic tribe member for nine bucks a month or you can upgrade to warrior status for a little bit more. Get access to over a year of my teaching content on another private library that you can go through in e-learning course style and work with me, develop your spiritual gifts, learn how to be a leader in the spiritual space, whether it's personally or professionally. The war is within us, guys, and we see that happening. I'm telling you, we've had people take their lives within my family, within my friend groups. Since 2020, it's been insane. It's been insane. Shelly, it's going to be 3 p.m. Central Standard Time this afternoon. Maybe 4, I'm not sure yet. I do have um, a meditation, a two-hour meditation I'm doing with another creator tonight. Um, if you want access to that and you have been a member of my community um, for at least the last four months, reach out to me. I literally have five spots to that. So if you want to be a part of that, Hit me up and I'll give you the Zoom link. This is for another creator. It's their paid group. So you don't have to pay, but you, you can get in. Um, and I told them that I would only bring a handful of people. So please consider um, being a part of that. If Again, if you've been a part of my community for at least four months, message me and the first five people that message me are gonna get entrance to that. So. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Y'all have a beautiful day. Jennifer says, I missed it all. I thought I could mow and still hear it, but I couldn't. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Uh, well, it'll be uploaded over on the audio platform within the hour, so you can catch the restream of it. So Apple and Spotify. Um, I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful afternoon. I'm going to see you this afternoon. Then we have our, our work tonight with another creator. Um, and then I'm dropping, I'm going to drop another 50 something videos on YouTube today, another three plus hours of content. This is what I do. I show up every day to do this. So thank you guys. Thank you for your support. I literally can't do it without you. The stars help, the gifts help, the super chats help. And the best thing you can do to help is join the community because I can help you that way too. Okay. It's not just a one-sided transaction. I'm going to give you so much more than your monthly membership. So I love you guys. 
God bless you. Peace. Y'all have an awesome afternoon. I'm going to go have lunch, and I'll see you at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. God bless you guys. Love you.